Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. At 17, juggling school and a part-time job as a pizza delivery boy wasn't easy, but it was my reality. The extra bucks were a good deal, plus I got to drive around town, away from the chaos at home. I worked for a quaint little pizzeria nestled at the heart of our town. My boss, Mario, was a stout, cheery Italian man who made pizzas that were the talk of the town. Working there had its rhythm, its familiarity, until that one eerie night. It was a chilly Friday evening. I remember it was the weekend because we always stayed open late on weekends. The clock neared midnight when Mario handed me a delivery slip. The order was for a woman named Karen. What caught my eye was the address. It was way out of our usual delivery zone. A good 15-minute drive whereas most of our orders were delivered within a 5-minute radius. The longer drive meant I could pocket a better tip, or at least that's what I hoped. I hustled to my old beaten-down Toyota parked outside. It wasn't a beauty, but it was mine, and it was perfect for zipping around the town. I placed the pizza box on the passenger seat, keyed the ignition, and rolled down the windows to let the cool breeze in. My usual playlist blared through the rusty speakers as I navigated through the sleepy streets of our town. The houses became sparse, and the roads narrower as I drove further away from the bustling town center. The streetlights flickered in the distance as I pulled down the block of the address given. I parked in front of a small house that looked worn down by time. It was nestled amidst similar quaint houses, all bearing the tales of a lower-income neighborhood. A dim light glowed through the curtains of a room on the first floor. I grabbed the pizza box and made my way to the front door, but before I could ring the bell, a voice pierced the silence of the night. "'Excuse me. That pizza is for us. We gave the wrong address,' yelled a woman from the window of the house next door. I halted and turned towards the voice. It felt odd, but I shrugged it off, thinking it was just a simple mistake. I walked over to the next house. The eerie silence of the night was only interrupted by the gravel crunching under my feet. I reached the front door and found the doorbell was broken. I knocked hard on the worn wood. The sound echoed through the stillness. I waited for what felt like an eternity, but there was no response. An unsettling feeling crept up my spine but I brushed it off, knocked again, and stepped back, waiting for the door to swing open. Minutes rolled by before I heard the muffled sound of footsteps approaching the door from the inside. The air around me felt dense as I held onto the pizza box tight. The silence of the night suddenly felt eerie. I was about to knock again when the door creaked open, revealing a face I'd soon wish I'd never encountered. But that's a tale for another time. Little did I know this wasn't just another delivery. It was the start of a night I'd never forget. As the door swung open, I was greeted by a woman, probably in her mid-forties, with a playful glint in her eyes. Finally, our pizza's here, she chimed, her voice breaking the silence that had enveloped the night. Charles, come see how handsome our delivery boy is, she yelled over her shoulder. A second woman, around the same age, joined her at the door. They exchanged glances and giggled like teenagers. I felt a blush creep up my cheeks as their eyes scanned me up and down. I'd never been good at handling attention, especially from older women. It felt weird and amusing at the same time. I handed over the pizza, trying to keep my eyes fixed on the box, avoiding their gaze. So what time do you get off work, handsome? The first woman, who I assumed was Karen, asked, leaning closer. Her sudden proximity made my heart race. Oh, um... 
This is probably my last delivery, I stuttered, fumbling with the words as they clumsily tumbled out of my mouth. Why don't you join us for some wine? We promise we won't bite, the other woman said, her lips curving into a mischievous smile. I hesitated. My mind raced with the possibilities of what my friends would say if I passed up on an invitation like this. Despite the nervous flutters in my stomach, I found myself nodding. Yeah, sure. The women cheered, leading me into their dimly lit living room. The atmosphere inside felt odd but enticing. They asked me to make myself comfortable on the couch as they scurried off to the kitchen, giggling. The room was filled with a soft tune playing from an old record player on a dusty shelf. The melody felt eerie in the stillness of the house. I looked around trying to shake off the nervous tension that had wrapped around me. They returned with three glasses of wine, handing one to me. To new friendships, Karen toasted, her eyes sparkling with an unknown mischief. We clinked our glasses together, the soft clinking sound resonating through the room. They sat down on either side of me, their laughter filling the room as they reminisced about old times and shared jokes that I barely understood. I sipped on my wine, pretending to enjoy its taste, though it was the first time I'd ever tasted wine and it felt bitter on my tongue. They continued to flirt, their compliments making me squirm uncomfortably on the couch. But a part of me was curious about where this night would lead. As the night wore on, their behavior turned more playful, their laughter louder, and their gazes more intense. I was lost in a whirlpool of emotions, trying to keep up with their conversation, though my mind kept drifting away into the abyss of uncertainty. The clock struck two in the morning. The night outside seemed to have descended into a deeper silence, but the chaos of emotions inside me was louder than ever. Amidst the playful banter, the women suddenly proposed showing me something in the basement. Their sudden change of topic sent a chill down my spine. The eerie feeling I had earlier crept back, wrapping around me like a cold breeze. But before I could process what was happening, they were already leading me towards a door that I assumed led to the basement. The adventure that had started as a harmless flirtatious encounter was now leading into an abyss that I was not sure I was ready to delve into. But there was no turning back now. We stood before the door that led to the basement. The initial playful giggles that filled the room were replaced by an eerie silence that sent chills down my spine. They both looked at me with eyes that now carried a sinister gleam, a stark contrast to the playful flirtation from earlier. After you, Karen gestured towards the dark abyss that lay beyond the door. My heart raced as I hesitated, but the eerie smiles on their faces told me there was no turning back. With a deep breath, I opened the door and cautiously descended the creaky wooden steps, the women following close behind. The air grew colder with each step, and the darkness seemed to swallow the faint light from above, plunging us into a suffocating black void. We reached the bottom, and my eyes struggled to adjust to the darkness. The only sound was the synchronized thump of our heartbeats echoing through the silence. Where's the light? I asked, my voice trembling with fear. Leave it off, came the cold reply from one of the women. Before I could respond, I thought I saw a fleeting shadow dart across the room. Panic surged through me as I frantically looked around, trying to make sense of the blurry shapes my eyes were tracing in the dark. Suddenly, I felt a cold hand grip my arm, pulling me towards the center of the room. The coldness of the touch was bone-chilling. My mind screamed to run, but my body was frozen in terror. What's happening? I managed to mutter, but my plea was met with sinister laughter that echoed through the darkness. The women's demeanor had changed entirely their flirtatious smiles replaced by grotesque grins that held a menacing promise. The light flicked on abruptly, blinding me for a moment. As my eyes adjusted, I saw a gigantic figure emerging from the shadows. A towering, ominous man with a cold, emotionless face stared down at me. Let's just make this easy, his voice boomed through the silence, the threat in his tone clear and terrifying. I couldn't comprehend the horror unfolding before me. My mind raced to find an escape, but my body seemed glued to the spot. Just as the menacing figure took a step closer, a surge of adrenaline kicked in. I yanked my arm away from the icy grip and dashed towards the stairs, not daring to look back. The chase was a blur of screams and sinister laughter that seemed to chase me as I scrambled up the stairs, burst through the door, and sprinted towards the front door. With trembling hands, I fumbled with the doorknob, swung the door open, 
and dashed out into the night, leaving the pizza box and the terror behind. I jumped into my car, locked the doors, and sped away from that hellish house. I didn't stop until I reached the safety of the pizzeria. I gasped for breath as I recounted the horrific ordeal to Mario, who stood there in shock, disbelief etched across his face. I shivered as I realized the sinister trap I had narrowly escaped. The memories of that night still haunt me, a terrifying reminder of the sinister unknown that lurked in the heart of that seemingly quiet town. The night had just begun to pull its dark veil over the town as I clocked in for my shift. The pizza joint buzzed with the customary Friday night frenzy. I always enjoyed the hum of activity around me. It was lively, real, and mostly honest. Tossing the cap with the little pizza logo on it over my mop of hair, I was ready for the night's adventure on the road. The job was simple, deliver hot pies to hungry folks and get greeted with smiles, and if lucky, generous tips. People usually are happy to see the pizza guy. I mean, who wouldn't be? I bring the cheesy goodness right to their doorsteps. A night in a logo-laden tea and a car that has seen better days. I had a routine. Knock. Smile. Compliment the customer's choice of toppings. Wish them a nice evening. And move on to the next. It was easy. Pleasant. And the tips were decent. My phone buzzed with the details of tonight's first three deliveries. I glanced at the addresses, mapped my route mentally, and headed out into the crisp evening, the aroma of baked dough and melting cheese wafting through the air. The car's engine hummed a familiar tune as I navigated through the quiet streets, the town's quaint charm more apparent under the soft glow of street lamps. The first delivery was to the Thompsons, a sweet elderly couple who ordered the same margarita pizza every Friday. Mrs. Thompson would always wait at the door, her face lighting up as I handed over their dinner. Thank you, dear. You're always so punctual, she'd say, pressing a $5 bill into my hand. The second stop was at the bustling Johnson household, where pizza night was a loud, joyous affair. Mr. Johnson, a jovial giant of a man, greeted me with a hearty laugh, kids buzzing around like excited bees. Ah, the hero arrives, he'd bellow, his laughter echoing down the driveway as I headed back to my car. Each delivery a small slice of the vast array of human experiences, the mundane yet comforting routine of a small-town Friday night. As I drove to the third address, a calm settled over me. This job was predictable, safe, or so I thought. The next delivery was to an address I hadn't been to before. It was farther out, where the houses were more spaced out, and the comforting glow of the town seemed a distant memory. I pulled up to a house that looked like it harbored secrets behind its closed doors. The lack of a doorbell seemed oddly fitting as I knocked on the weather-beaten door. The silence that followed felt heavy, a stark contrast to the cheerful exchanges I had been a part of just moments ago. I knocked again, a sense of unease curling around the edges of the calm night. I was yet to know that this delivery would be anything but ordinary, a dark detour in my otherwise uneventful life. The door creaked open and the adventure of the night took a sinister turn, one that would ensure I'd never look at a pizza delivery the same way again. The door swung open, revealing a man who looked like he'd been carved from the same rough timber that framed the dilapidated porch he stood on. His eyes were thunderstorms, brewing with an unknown tempest as they darted over me. The jovial camaraderie of the Johnson household seemed galaxies away as I stood there, pizza boxes in hand, facing a face that mirrored the ominous skies overhead. Did someone order a pizza? The words stumbled out of my mouth, trying to find footing in the sudden cold that seemed to have enveloped the doorstep. His gaze didn't waver. It bore through me, as if trying to peel back layers to find something, or someone. The man grumbled something under his breath and retreated into the house, leaving the door ajar. The sound of his heavy footsteps echoed through the silent street, a rhythm of dread that played along with the rapid beating of my heart. I should have just left the pizza at the door and walked away, but there was something that tethered me to that spot. Minutes felt like hours as I stood there, the chilly night breeze wrapping around me like a shroud. Then, as abruptly as it had stopped, the rhythm of footsteps resumed. The man emerged from the shadows, his face still a storm but now with lightning flashing in his eyes. Who the hell are you? 
His words were a cold front that sent shivers down my spine. I stuttered, trying to form coherent sentences, but the words were ice, melting away before they could take shape. I... I'm just the pizza guy. I managed to stutter out, feeling a sense of surrealism enveloping the scene before me. How did a simple pizza delivery turn into an interrogation under a clouded sky? The man seemed to be sizing me up, his eyes scrutinizing every detail, from my branded cap to the logo on my shirt, down to the pizzas that now felt like a shield I was hiding behind. His silence was an abyss, pulling in the words I tried to form to explain my presence. The silence stretched between us, its cold fingers tightening around my throat. I had never felt so alien in the familiar role of the bearer of cheesy goodness. Then, without a word, he turned around and walked back into the house, leaving the door wide open. The invitation was as clear as the threat that hung in the air. I followed him in, every step an echo in the hallways of uncertainty that lay ahead. As I stepped into the dimly lit living room, a shiver ran down my spine, sweeping away the remnants of the warm, cheerful encounters that had marked the beginning of the night. This was uncharted territory, a dark cloud in my otherwise clear sky of pizza deliveries. The room felt like it held onto the shadows, cradling them in its cold embrace. The man disappeared into another room, mumbling something I couldn't catch. The eerie silence was a stark contrast to the symphony of life that played out in every other house I had been to that night. I stood there, in the heart of unknown dread, waiting for the storm to break. As the seconds ticked away, the reality of the ominous third delivery sank in. The night had taken a dark turn, and I was standing at the precipice of an abyss, staring into the unknown. The rumbling of his voice pulled me back from the abyss of silence. Who are you? His words were a relentless hailstorm, piercing through the veil of uncertainty. I... I'm just the pizza delivery guy. Is there a problem? I stuttered, trying to find a sliver of understanding in his stormy eyes. The room seemed to shrink with each word, the walls closing in on me. He moved closer. His breath was a cold fog in the bleak room, his eyes two burning coals amidst the ashes of the unknown. The air was thick with unspoken dread, every tick of the clock a reminder of the menacing unknown that lay ahead. Suddenly he retreated, turning his back towards me, veiling something behind him. His one hand disappeared behind his back as his questions turned into an interrogation. What's your name? What's the pizza place called? His voice was a sharp gust, cutting through the still air. The questions were icy winds chilling to the bone. I answered with a shivering voice. Every word was a fight against the freezing fear that threatened to seize me whole. He seemed unsatisfied. His eyes darted past me towards the car parked outside. Is that your car right there? Yes, I parked to deliver your pizzas. Is there something wrong? I tried to keep my voice steady, but it trembled like fragile leaves under a ruthless storm. He didn't answer. Instead, his eyes were fixated on something beyond me. A ghost from his past or a phantom of his imagination, I couldn't tell. Then suddenly, his hand reappeared from behind his back, revealing the cold, menacing gleam of a gun. My heart plummeted into a frozen abyss, every beat a thunderous roar in the silence that enveloped us. He pointed it right at me. His face was an unyielding mask of rage. Every vein on his temple was a strike of lightning, threatening to shatter the world around me. What's your name? He repeated. His voice was the calm before a storm chillingly serene yet terrifying. I whispered my name. Each syllable trembled under the cold steel that stared at me, promising an unyielding void. He moved closer, the muzzle of the gun now dancing with my frantic heartbeat. The cold steel kissed my forehead, a chilling promise of the abyss that awaited. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you really think I'm that stupid? His words were a tempest, swirling around me, pulling me deeper into a whirlpool of terror. I shook my head trying to form words, but fear had frozen the world around me. Every word was an icicle, fragile and cold. He was relentless, his questions a blizzard that threatened to bury me under a cold, merciless reality I wasn't prepared to face. I tried to answer, to plead, to explain, but words failed me, dissolving into the freezing night that had engulfed us. With every question, with every accusation, I felt the sinister chill of the unknown crawling closer wrapping its icy fingers around the remnants of hope that flickered within me. 
Each word from him was a flake of snow, covering the world in a cold, unforgiving shroud of terror. The night had turned into a merciless winter, and I was lost in its relentless, unforgiving storm, desperately searching for a sliver of warmth, a spark of understanding in the icy abyss that stared back at me. His face twisted into an eerie satisfaction as he backed away. The menacing dance of death between the cold steel and my trembling self came to an abrupt pause. His mocking laughter echoed through the hollow halls of dread as he retreated, leaving me in the icy grip of fear that had wrapped around the room. The silence that followed was a stark reminder of the sinister reality I had been thrust into. With a shaky hand, I picked up the pizza boxes that had tumbled to the floor in the ordeal, their contents now a mangled mess of what was once a warm, comforting delight. I stumbled out into the cold night. The darkness outside seemed less menacing compared to the dark abyss I had just stepped out from. I fumbled with the keys. The car engine roared to life, shattering the silent testimony of the eerie house that stood behind me. I drove back to the pizza place, each mile a step away from the sinister abyss that threatened to pull me back. As I reached the pizza place, the comforting hum of the ovens and the familiar chatter was a warm embrace after the chilling dance with death I had just experienced. I rushed to the counter, grabbing the delivery note that was stapled to one of the pizza boxes. My hands trembled as I tore it off. The reality of what I had just been through was a cold gust that threatened to sweep me off my feet. I glanced at the delivery note. The scribbles at the bottom now seemed to scream at me, a desperate cry for help hidden in a code only the fearful could comprehend. Two times extra bacon, two times extra pork sausage, and a red dome need ASAP emergency. My blood turned to ice as the reality hit me. This wasn't a pizza order. It was a desperate plea for help, camouflaged in the mundane to bypass the sinister watchful eyes that might have held the lady of the house in a chilling grip of fear. Without wasting a moment, I rushed to my boss, explaining the sinister reality that lay behind the coded message. His face turned pale as he grabbed the phone, dialing 911 with trembling fingers. The reality of the sinister abyss that lay behind a seemingly mundane pizza order was a cold truth that neither of us was prepared to face. As we waited for the police, the haunting image of the man's face twisted with a sinister satisfaction played in a relentless loop in my mind. The thought of the unknown terror that might have unfolded behind the closed doors of that eerie house was a chilling wind that swept through the room. The police arrived. Their questions were a stark reminder of the sinister reality that I had stumbled upon. Each question was a step into the chilling unknown that lay ahead. As they left, promising to update us on the situation, the night seemed to stretch into a long, cold, and sinister reality that lay ahead. The silence of the night was now a haunting melody that played in harmony with the sinister unknown that lay ahead. The sinister revelation was a cold truth that had swept away the warm, comforting simplicity of a pizza delivery, leaving behind a chilling reality that promised to haunt me for days to come. The days that followed were a blur of haunting images and chilling silences. The echo of that sinister laughter still danced in the hollow halls of my mind, a grim reminder of the terrifying unknown that lurked in the shadows of the mundane. The police had come by my apartment. Their questions were a dive into the chilling waters of that night, each question a cold gust that sent shivers down my spine. But the answers were as elusive as the morning sun on that cold gray morning. The image of the man, his face twisted with a sinister satisfaction, was a haunting shadow that followed me through the long, sleepless nights. The sinister revelation of that night had swept away the comforting simplicity of my mundane routine, leaving behind a terrifying reality that lurked in the shadows. The thought of what could have unfolded behind the closed doors of that eerie house was a chilling gust that threatened to sweep me away into the abyss of unknown terror. The phone rang, shattering the haunting silence that had enveloped my apartment. It was the police. Their words were a cold front that swept through the room. The man had a history of violent outbursts. The lady of the house had been living under the chilling grip of terror. Her desperate pleas for help were cries in the dark abyss that threatened to swallow her whole. But it was the final revelation that sent a cold shiver down my spine, a chilling reality that froze the blood in my veins. The man had vanished into the shadows, 
His whereabouts were a sinister unknown that lurked in the dark corners of the town. The thought of him lurking in the shadows, his face twisted with a sinister satisfaction, was a terrifying reality that promised to haunt the nights that lay ahead. The terrifying unknown of what could have been and what still could be was a sinister cloud that hung over the horizon. The comforting simplicity of a pizza delivery was now a haunting melody that played in harmony with the chilling winds of terror that swept through the town. The silence of the night was now a haunting echo of the sinister laughter that still danced in the hollow halls of my mind. Each knock on the door was a step into the chilling unknown that lurked in the shadows. The comforting warmth of the mundane was now a distant memory, swept away by the chilling winds of terror that had swept through my life on that cold, sinister night. As I sat there, staring into the abyss of the unknown that lay ahead, the haunting image of the man's face, twisted with sinister satisfaction, was a grim reminder of the terrifying reality that lurked in the shadows of the mundane. The terrifying note on which that night ended was a haunting melody that promised to echo through the chilling nights that lay ahead, a grim reminder of the sinister abyss that lay just beyond the comforting veil of the mundane. At the ripe age of 19, life threw me into the bustling whirlpool of adulthood a tad early. I found myself working at a nearby pizzeria, a small yet quaint place filled with the aroma of baking dough and melting cheese. It wasn't just a job, it was my small haven in the chaotic routine of life. The job was straightforward, take the order, box it up when it's done, and deliver it to the given address. I had done this a million times, and yet that night, the routine morphed into a tale of eerie whispers and ghostly tunes. The evening was a regular one with orders coming in and the ovens working non-stop. Amidst the usual rush, I picked up an order for a chicken parm hero and a regular slice. The order wasn't big, which usually meant a lesser tip, but that wasn't something that bothered me much. The address was new, tucked somewhere in the outskirts of the familiar delivery zones. With the order bagged and the car revving, I set out as dusk painted the sky with shades of impending night. The GPS led me to a dead-end block, the surroundings taking on a more rural aura, quite different from the bustling city vibes I was accustomed to. The houses here had a rustic charm, with vast stretches of open land, some resembling little farmhouses from old countryside tales. But the house I was to deliver to stood out like a sore thumb, its eerie silence sending a chill down my spine. As I pulled up to the address, the quaint house sat amidst an overgrown lawn, next to what appeared to be an abandoned dwelling. The contrast was unsettling. It was around 6 p.m., the time when the warm glow of indoor lights usually beckoned, yet this house sat in darkness, its front door slightly ajar, revealing nothing but an eerie darkness within. I gathered my wits and approached the front door, the distant tunes of a piano lightly caressing the eerie silence. My fingers brushed against the doorbell, but it echoed no chime. The silence felt heavy, almost suffocating. I knocked tentatively on the door, the sound seemingly swallowed by the ominous veil of quietude that hung in the air. With no response and the doorbell refusing to chime, I decided to circle around the property, hoping to find another way to announce my presence. The backyard was a scene of neglect, with rusty old fences and scattered relics of what once might have been a lively dwelling. My steps led me back to the front, where a quick call to the pizzeria confirmed I was at the correct address. The silence now felt like a challenge, the piano tunes beckoning me with a ghostly allure. With a deep breath, I nudged the door open, the creaking sound sending a shiver down my spine. As I stepped in, the eerie melody of the piano engulfed me, wrapping the dimly lit corridors in a veil of ghostly whispers. The air felt heavy with an eerie calm, as if the house held its breath awaiting the unfolding tale of the night. The first steps into the unknown were hesitant, but duty propelled me forward, into the heart of the eerie silence that now hummed along with the haunting tunes of the piano that echoed through the halls of the mysterious dwelling. As I traversed deeper into the eerie dwelling, the ghostly tunes of the piano seemed to beckon me towards a realm of unknown. The melody was haunting, yet oddly captivating, threading through the veil of silence that hung heavily in the air. Each room I passed felt like a threshold into a different era, the outdated wallpaper peeling off to reveal layers of time past. 
the shadows cast by the scant moonlight filtering through the grimy windows danced along to the haunting melody that now seemed to echo through the hollow chambers of the eerie house. I called out, pizza delivery. My voice trembled slightly, betraying the facade of courage I tried to uphold. The melody came to an abrupt halt, replaced by an eerie silence that seemed to hold a whisper of ghostly secrets. I waited, my ears straining to catch any sign of human presence, but the silence was unyielding, wrapping the neglected dwelling in a cloak of mystery. The air grew denser with every passing second, the anticipation nodding into a tight ball of anxiety within me. Then came a distant voice, frail yet echoing through the silence. Over here. The voice seemed to come from the direction of the dining room, hidden somewhere behind the veil of darkness that hung heavily in the air. The piano resumed its ghostly tune, the notes now seemingly filled with a sinister allure. With cautious steps, I navigated through the living room, the eerie moonlight casting ghostly shadows on the worn-out furniture. The house seemed to hold on to the remnants of what once might have been a lively home, now reduced to a dwelling of eerie silences and ghostly whispers. As I reached the threshold of the dining room, the sinister melody of the piano abruptly ceased, plunging the dwelling into an eerie silence that seemed to echo through the dark corridors. My heart raced, the eerie silence amplifying the pounding beats that resonated through the chilling darkness. I called out again, Sir, your pizza is here. The words seemed to evaporate into the eerie silence that now held a ghostly grip over the dwelling. The anticipation morphed into a cloak of fear that sent shivers down my spine. With bated breath, I peeked into the dining room, the eerie moonlight casting a ghostly glow over the room. The piano sat there, the keys now silent, yet echoing the ghostly tunes that once filled the eerie dwelling. The room was vacant, devoid of any sign of human presence. The eerie silence seemed to laugh at the facade of courage that now crumbled into a heap of fear. I felt a chill run down my spine as the reality of the eerie situation wrapped its ghostly fingers around me. The dwelling seemed to hold its breath, the eerie silence now echoing the ghostly whispers of the night that unfolded a tale of haunting melody and sinister whispers. With every ounce of courage mustered, I retreated hastily, the eerie dwelling now a maze of ghostly shadows and haunting memories. The front door seemed miles away, yet with every step, the eerie silence seemed to chase me. The ghostly tunes of the piano, now a haunting lullaby, that echoed the sinister tale of the night that turned a routine delivery into a journey into the eerie unknown. The drive back to the pizzeria was a blur of haunting melodies echoing through the corridors of my mind. The eerie dwelling seemed to cast a ghostly shadow over the routine night its sinister whispers entwined with the ghostly tunes that now resonated through the silence of the night. My colleagues gathered around as I narrated the eerie tale, the sinister melody now a haunting echo that wrapped the night in a veil of ghostly whispers. The shift ended, yet the eerie essence of the night lingered, its ghostly fingers weaving a cloak of fear and mystery around the unknown. A veil of eerie curiosity cast aside the cloak of fear, as I found myself delving into the realms of the unknown, searching for the address that now held a ghostly presence in the tale of the night. The screen flickered, illuminating the dark room as the search led me to a chilling revelation. The house had been foreclosed months ago, its chambers now a dwelling of ghostly silences and eerie whispers. The reality sent a chill down my spine, the eerie dwelling now a ghostly image imprinted in the corridors of my mind. I shared the chilling truth with my colleagues, the eerie tale now a haunting reality that echoed the sinister tunes of unknown. The eerie silence that followed was broken by a chilling ring that resonated through the silence of the pizzeria. The caller ID displayed the sinister address, its eerie digits now a haunting echo that sent shivers down my spine. With trembling fingers, I answered the call, the eerie silence on the other end echoing the sinister whispers of the night. Then came a ghostly whisper, thank you for the melody, followed by the haunting tunes of the piano that now echoed the sinister tale of the night. The line went dead, plunging the room into an eerie silence that held a ghostly essence of the unknown. The eerie dwelling now held a sinister place in the tale of the night, its ghostly melodies a haunting lullaby that resonated through the eerie silences of the unknown. 
The night wrapped the city in a cloak of eerie whispers, the sinister dwelling now a ghostly image that haunted the dreams and reality alike. The ghostly tunes of the piano echoed through the eerie silence, weaving a tale of sinister whispers and haunting melodies that resonated through the corridors of the unknown. As the ghostly echoes of the sinister melody wrapped the night in a veil of eerie whispers, the chilling reality of the unknown sent shivers down the spine. The eerie dwelling now a haunting memory, its ghostly tunes a sinister lullaby that echoed the tale of a routine night turned eerie, unveiling a haunting truth wrapped in sinister melodies and ghostly whispers. The eerie echoes of the sinister melody lingered, its ghostly tunes a haunting reminder of the night terror veiled in the guise of a routine delivery. The sinister whispers of the unknown, now a haunting lullaby that echoed through the eerie silences of the night, unveiling a chilling tale of ghostly melodies and sinister whispers. DC, a city of dreams for some, a city of endless gridlock for others. For me, it was a maze of one-way streets and impatient drivers. The night had settled in, bringing along a deceptive calmness that barely hid the city's relentless energy. My tires hummed on the asphalt as I weaved through the labyrinth that was downtown, every delivery and expedition into the unknown. Driving the worn-down Ford Fiesta with the logo of Tony's Pizzeria emblazoned on the sides, I had become a part of the city's pulse. The humid air carried a mixture of exhaust fumes and distant aspirations, swirling around in a chaotic dance. I had been at the job for a year and a half, 18 months of delivering hot circles of joy to the denizens of this bustling city. The irony was, every pie I delivered seemed to slice away a part of my own joy. My phone buzzed with another delivery order, pulling me from my reverie. I glanced at the screen. DuPont Circle. A place where the brownstone stood tall and proud amidst the modern chaos, holding onto the history of bygone eras. I sighed and maneuvered my way through the traffic. This job was as demanding as the city itself, a test of patience and perseverance. Every tip earned felt like a small victory against the tides of urban indifference. As I approached the affluent neighborhood, the contrast was stark. The houses here wore an aura of subtle elegance, standing as silent spectators to the ever-evolving cityscape. I parked in front of a well-kept townhouse, its facade basking in the soft glow of the porch light. I stepped out, the pizza box warm against my palms, a stark contrast to the cool evening breeze. I approached the door and rang the bell. A few moments later, the door swung open, revealing a man of a substantial build. His face carried a gentleness that seemed out of place on his rugged features. His eyes, however, held a distant storm, a tale of endless toils. Hey there, got a pepperoni and mushroom for... I began, but was interrupted. Oh, thank you so much, it's for mother. She's been feeling under the weather. Would you mind taking it up to her? I'll make it worth your while, he said, his voice a mix of fatigue and forced cheerfulness. I hesitated for a moment. The policy was clear. Never enter a customer's home. But the promise of a generous tip swayed me. After all, it was just a flight of stairs. Sure, which way to her room, I asked, stepping into a narrative that would soon send shivers down my spine. As I ascended the staircase, I couldn't shake off the eerie silence that enveloped the house. It was the calm before a storm I never saw coming. With every step, I ventured further into the unknown, each moment stretching thin over the abyss of unforeseen terrors. But at that moment, all I could think of was the extra few bucks that might just help me scrape through the month. Unbeknownst to me, fate had intertwined with the ordinary, setting the stage for a tale that would haunt my nights for years to come. And as I approached the room at the end of the hallway, the veil of normalcy began to lift, revealing the eerie underbelly of human existence. The air seemed to stiffen as I approached the door at the end of the hall. The man had pointed me toward his mother's room with a feeble smile, a mask that barely concealed his exhaustion. I knocked softly, trying to tread the fine line between courtesy and intrusion. Silence greeted me, a quiet that seemed to seep into the bones of the old house. Pizza delivery, I announced softly, hoping the woman would respond. The silence continued to loom. I hesitated for a moment, then cautiously turned the knob and stepped into the room. As the door swung open, 
a wall of lavender hit me, its sweetness mingling with an underlying, staler odor. It hung heavily in the air, a curtain of scent that seemed to mask something far more sinister. I ventured further into the room, my steps cautious on the creaking floorboards. The pizza box seemed to grow heavier with each step. The room was dimly lit, shadows casting eerie silhouettes on the faded wallpaper. The bed lay in the center, a figure resting atop the worn-out sheets. The woman's face was a pale moon amidst the dark abyss of the room. The shadows seemed to dance around her, mocking the stillness of life that lay before me. I approached the bedside table, my intentions of leaving the pizza box there. But as I neared, the reality of what lay before me struck hard. The woman wasn't breathing. Her face was etched with the final traces of pain, eyes vacantly staring into the void. This wasn't sleep. It was the stillness of death. My heart hammered against my ribcage as if trying to break free from the horror that unfolded before me. I stumbled back, the pizza box tumbling from my grasp. The thud resonated through the silence, a cruel reminder of the life that had escaped this earthly realm. I forced myself to move, to escape the clutches of the haunting scene that lay before me. But as I turned, my eyes caught sight of something even more unsettling. Pictures adorned the walls, memories captured in time. They told tales of happier times, of a mother and son locked in smiles, frozen in a past that seemed to have abandoned the present. I made my way out of the room, each step a desperate plea to escape the haunting reality. As I descended the stairs, the weight of what awaited weighed heavily upon my chest. How does one deliver news so shattering, so final? The man awaited me at the bottom, his eyes searching mine for a sign of reassurance. But all I carried was a storm of despair, a truth that threatened to break the fragile dam of hope he clung to. Is... is she all right? He stammered, his eyes pleading for a strand of hope. I swallowed hard, the words a heavy burden on my tongue. But before I could muster the courage to deliver the heart-wrenching truth, the man brushed past me, his steps hurried as he ascended the stairs. I stood there, in the eerie silence that enveloped the house, a witness to the solemn dance of reality and denial. And as I stepped out into the night, the chilling winds carried whispers of the haunting tale that had unfolded within the walls of the quaint townhouse in DuPont Circle. As I stepped into the cool night, the door behind me seemed to shut with a finality that echoed through the depths of my soul. The darkness outside felt less menacing than the darkness I had left behind in that quaint, yet now ominous townhouse. I clambered into the car, the keys trembling between my fingers as I ignited the engine. I drove back to Tony's Pizzeria in a haze, the city lights blurring past me in a whirl of colors that failed to brighten the darkness that had seeped into my thoughts. The haunting image of the woman's lifeless face was etched into my mind, a grim reminder of the transience of life. As I parked and walked into the buzzing pizzeria, the stark contrast hit me. Life went on, unyielding and relentless, outside the suffocating silence that hung around the old townhouse. My boss, Tony, eyed me as I walked in, the pallor of my face a silent bearer of the eerie tale that awaited utterance. I narrated the grim tale, my voice trembling as I delved into the chilling details of what I had witnessed. The pizzeria seemed to drown in a silence, a respect paid to the departed soul, and a fear acknowledged of the unknown. Tony, a stout-hearted man, listened intently, his face growing grimmer with each word. We're blacklisting the address, he announced once the tale was told, a protective shield erected around his employees. And we're calling the cops. That guy needs help. I nodded the reality of the situation sinking in with a solemn understanding. The police would intervene, providing the help the son desperately needed, but the eerie encounter had left a scar that seemed to throb with a chilling ache. The night dragged on, the city's pulse marching to the rhythm of the unknown that lurked in the shadows. I lay in bed, the silence of the night broken by the haunting memories that replayed in the dark corners of my mind. The following morning the sun cast a pale glow on the city, a new day begun amidst the unknown tales that lurked in the heart of the city. The news spread through the local channels, a tale of a son unable to let go, locked in a delusional embrace with death. The community sympathized, a shiver sent down the spines of those who heard the tale. And as I stood by the window gazing into the horizon, a chilling thought crossed my mind. 
How often do we brush against the unknown, the eerie reality that lurks around the corner? Life had a way of unfolding tales that chilled the bones, a reminder of the fine line that separated the known from the unknown. I shivered as the morning breeze brushed against my skin, a cold reminder of the eerie tale that had unfolded in the heart of DuPont Circle. And as I ventured into the day, the chilling reality of life's fragile veil lingered, a haunting whisper in the annals of the city's tales. In the concluding week of my stint at a cozy Italian diner, which was a blend of a pizzeria and a traditional restaurant, I was hopping between roles. Some days I'd be at the front desk, juggling pizza orders, while on others, I'd be clearing tables in the restaurant or delivering orders to nearby locations. Deliveries were my favorite, mainly because they came with the perk of tips. Yet fate had it that my final delivery would leave an imprint on my life forever. On a chilly, eerie late night, an order for three gourmet pizzas came through. It was a hefty order, close to 70 bucks, destined for a not-so-friendly part of town. Despite the unease, I hopped into my rusty Civic, hoping its humble appearance would not attract any trouble in that neighborhood. After a long 15-minute drive, I arrived at the location and approached the house with pizzas in hand. No sooner had I rung the bell than the door swung open, revealing a man who, after seeing the pizzas, opened the door fully, inadvertently showcasing the handgun he was carrying. My heart plummeted at the sight. Before I could process the situation, two more men appeared, seizing me while the first man continued to threaten me with his weapon. They were yelling amongst themselves in Spanish, and then the man with the gun demanded in broken English for all my belongings. Panic-stricken, I handed over my wallet and phone, my hands trembling uncontrollably. They weren't satisfied. One of them yanked off my wristwatch. Then, chillingly, one of them rifled through my wallet, reading my address aloud before threatening that if I reported the incident, they'd pay a deadly visit to my family. They shoved me out of the house, causing me to stumble down the steps, scraping my hands and knees. They slammed the door shut, leaving me on the pavement with nothing but my car keys. I couldn't bear to return to the pizzeria. Instead, I drove straight home, the horrifying event replaying in my mind. Upon arriving, my parents immediately sensed something amiss, noticing my scuffed shorts and bloody knees. I spilled the beans, recounting the harrowing experience. Ignoring the threats, my father, who had contacts in the police department, swiftly got in touch with an officer friend of his. A squad soon surrounded the house, arresting two of the three men. The main culprit named Rodrigo with a string of felonies to his name received a life sentence while his accomplice got five years. However, the third man was nowhere to be found. Ever since that night, paranoia grips me whenever I hear unusual sounds around the house, like footsteps or the creaking of our backyard gate. Though time has diluted the fear, and the uncaught culprit might have fled the town or even the country, the chilling memory of that night still lurks in the shadows of my mind, serving as a grim reminder of the unexpected dangers that might lurk around any corner. In a time gone by, when my father was still among us, he often reminisced about his childhood days in the Bronx during the 70s. Life was a struggle, with his parents unable to afford even the simplest of luxuries like a daily lunch or a meager allowance. Around the age of 10, my father found refuge in a small neighborhood pizzeria, where he'd gaze at the delicious pies until a kind-hearted patron or the owner would offer him a slice. His frequent visits morphed into a part-time delivery gig easing his family's financial burden slightly, as he earned a bit by delivering pizzas around the block. Despite the large family my grandparents had to look after, they appreciated the extra pair of watchful eyes the pizzeria owner provided over my dad, not to mention the slices of pizza and a few dollars he brought home after his shifts. Occasionally, the pizzeria entertained a mysterious, impeccably dressed visitor, who exuded an air of both reverence and fear among the locals. Accompanied by intimidating bodyguards, this man would walk in, and without uttering a word, his favored slice would be served. The whispers among the neighborhood hinted at his high-ranking status within the mafia. One winter evening, 
Following his usual delivery rounds, my dad returned to the pizzeria, entering through the back door to avoid the bustling crowd. Oddly, the kitchen was deserted, and an alarming argument echoed from the front. The discordant voices sent a shiver down his spine as he recognized one to be the pizzeria owners, trembling with fear. As the heated exchange neared the kitchen, my dad hastily hid among sacks of flour, his heart pounding against his chest. He could only fathom bits and pieces of the conversation, but it was clear that the confrontation had escalated into a life-threatening situation for his beloved boss. Terrifying screams, shattering glass, and the horrific imagery painted by the sounds enveloped the room. My dad, frozen in terror among the flower sacks, awaited an eerie silence before mustering the courage to emerge from his hiding. The sight that greeted him was nothing short of gruesome. The pizzeria owner lay on the floor, seared burns marking his face and arm, a sizzling pizza tray discarded nearby. The assailant had vanished, leaving behind a scene from a horror movie. My dad's trembling fingers dialed 911, his innocence shattered by the brutality he had witnessed. The pizzeria remained closed for weeks thereafter, as the owner recovered in the hospital, visited by my dad and grandpa. A somber mood hung over the neighborhood until the mysterious mafia man paid a visit to the recovering owner. Their conversation led to the reopening of the pizzeria, much to my dad's elation. It was later revealed that the assailant was an adversary of the mafia man targeting the pizzeria to exact revenge. However, his cruelty was met with swift retribution, orchestrated by the mafia, ensuring the safety of the pizzeria owner and restoring tranquility to the little pizza haven. The pizzeria eventually changed hands and transformed over the years, but the stories of those harrowing yet fascinating days lingered on, shared by my father during long car rides. The blend of fear, loyalty, and the enigmatic presence of the mafia in a simple pizza place made for a riveting narrative, one that transcended through time, always evoking a blend of chills and awe as we journeyed through the streets of the Bronx in his tales. The sun had barely set, casting long shadows on the quaint cobbled streets of Beacon Hill. As the night crept in, the sleepy day crowd at the pizza place near Charles Street began to morph into a livelier, nighttime clientele. The comforting aroma of freshly baked pizza crust mingled with the chill in the autumn air, creating a cozy ambiance that transcended the mundane reality of my job as a delivery driver. The small independent pizza place was a local favorite and its rustic charm was a stark contrast to the steel and glass structures that dominated the Boston skyline. It was one of those evenings where the chill in the air was just right, the sky painted with hues of amber and crimson as the day transitioned into night. The camaraderie among the staff was something that made the job bearable. Our boss, a stout man with a hearty laugh, was the glue that held us together. He was fair, kind, and had an uncanny ability to make the best out of hectic situations. He was more than just a boss. He was a mentor, a friend to all of us. The day's routine was well underway with the usual banter echoing through the kitchen, the clatter of pans, and the hum of ovens working overtime. The phone rang, cutting through the orchestrated chaos. It was my turn to answer. I wiped my hands on my apron and made my way towards the phone. The call proved to be anything but ordinary. The voice on the other end was raspy, almost ghostly. Each word seemed to crawl out from a place of utter desolation, making the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I strained to understand the words, but it was like trying to decipher whispers in a storm. With a sense of defeat, I handed the phone over to the boss, hoping he'd fare better. He took the call with his usual jovial demeanor, but it didn't take long for his face to mirror my confusion. He shifted uncomfortably as he tried to make sense of what the caller was saying. It seemed futile. He ended the call with a promise to address the customer's request and hung up, a bewildered look occupying his face. With a heavy sigh, he grabbed his coat and muttered about needing to head to Chinatown. The urgency in his stride was something I had not seen before. We exchanged puzzled glances, but carried on with our duties, the eerie phone call casting a long, uneasy shadow on the otherwise cheerful ambiance. The boss returned after what seemed like ages, his face pale, clutching a cooler that seemed out of place amidst the rustic setting. 
He headed straight to his office, the cheer in his step replaced by a grim determination. He instructed for a basic cheese pizza to be made and delivered to his office. I made the pizza, the mundane task doing little to distract me from the growing unease. I knocked on his office door, and as it swung open, I was hit by a wave of a nauseating smell that made my stomach churn. The smell was indescribable, something rotting mixed with a stench so foul it was almost tangible. The next day, the mystery surrounding the bizarre pizza delivery had somewhat dissipated among the staff, yet a sliver of unease lingered in my thoughts. I could not shake off the sight of the boss's pallid face as he handed over the pizza to the mysterious elderly caller. The boss, however, seemed to have brushed it off, back to his cheerful self, orchestrating the day's work with the usual fervor. But as the sun dipped below the horizon, casting a golden hue on the quaint pizza place, the phone rang again, its shrill tone echoing through the bustling kitchen. The raspy voice on the other end was unmistakable. The elderly man had called again, and as the boss took over the call, a silence fell over the kitchen, an unspoken tension brewing among the staff. The boss set out for Chinatown once more, and the wait began again. This time the promise of a $600 tip loomed over the air, casting a spell of both dread and anticipation. I prepared myself for the ordeal, hoping that this time it would be just durian. When the boss returned, he was accompanied by the nauseating stench that seemed to have intensified. He carried the notorious cooler with a stoic expression, his eyes meeting mine with a hint of apology. The task at hand was clear, yet the apprehension was palpable. The pizza was prepared amidst an eerie silence. The kitchen that was once a sanctuary of laughter and camaraderie now resembled a solemn assembly line. The boss handed over the pizza to me, his eyes avoiding mine. I could feel the weight of the box, not from the pizza, but from the unknown that lay within. As I geared up my scooter, the boss handed over a wad of air fresheners and a can of Febreze. The preparation seemed almost comical, yet necessary. I adorned my scooter with a collection of air fresheners, a feeble armor against the assault that awaited my senses. The ride through the city was a blur. The streets seemed to stretch into oblivion, the evening sky darkening with each passing minute. The anticipation gnawed at my insides, the silhouette of the elderly man's residence looming in the distance. As I approached the drop-off point, I decided to inspect the pizza once more, to confront the fear head-on. I parked my scooter a block away, under the veil of a dimly lit street lamp. The world seemed to stand still as I opened the pizza box. What lay inside sent shivers down my spine. It was not durian. The sight of decaying meat, its color a grotesque shade of brown and black, was a sight so ghastly it was almost surreal. I was torn between the duty to deliver and the moral dilemma that gnawed at my conscience. But the desperation of financial need nudged me forward. I delivered the pizza to the elderly man, his eerie smile sending a chill down my spine as he handed over the thick envelope filled with cash. The ride back was a tumult of emotions. The boss awaited my return with bated breath, and as I handed over the envelope, the silence between us spoke volumes. The night ended with a sense of accomplishment, tainted with an unspeakable dread. The mystery of the durian delivery had taken a dark, unsettling turn, plunging me into an abyss of questions with no answers in sight. The days that followed seemed to blend into a monotonous routine, a desperate attempt to erase the eerie memories of the bizarre deliveries. But every ring of the phone carried a shiver of anticipation, echoing through the rustic corners of the pizza place. The camaraderie among the staff gradually revived, yet the unspoken dread lingered in the shadows, awaiting its cue to unveil once more. The raspy voice made its presence known again, three months later, cutting through the lively banter like a cold draft. As I picked up the phone, the familiar gravelly tone sent a chill down my spine. The memories came rushing back like a torrent, the eerie smile of the elderly man, the grotesque sight of the decaying meat and the nauseating stench that seemed to have imprinted upon my senses. I handed over the call to the boss, the familiar routine unfolding yet again. The boss's face was a mask of resignation as he made his way to Chinatown. This time, the dread was accompanied by a grim acceptance, a dark dance we were bound to perform under the tune of the raspy-voiced caller. 
The silence in the kitchen was deafening as we awaited the boss's return. The dread had morphed into a ghastly spectacle, a morbid curiosity among the staff about the unseen horrors that lay within the mysterious cooler. As the boss returned, the stench announced his arrival long before he stepped into the pizza place. The grotesque dance of dread commenced as we prepared the pizza, the atmosphere heavy with the unspoken, the unspeakable. As I prepared to deliver the grotesque order, I decided to confront the horror that awaited. I was determined to unveil the reality of the ghastly cargo I was bound to deliver. The decision was a defiance against the unseen dread that seemed to claw at my sanity. I parked my scooter a block away from the eerie residence of the elderly man under the cold gaze of the evening sky. As I opened the pizza box, the sight that awaited was a grotesque mockery of my defiance. It was not durian. It was a sight so vile it seemed to have been conjured from the darkest corners of despair. The decaying meat lay there, a silent witness to the unspeakable dread that bound us in this ghastly dance. I knocked on the door of the elderly man's residence, my hand trembling with the cold realization of the abyss that we had plunged into. As the door creaked open, the eerie smile of the elderly man sent a shiver down my spine. The transaction was a silent exchange of horrors the thick envelope a grim reminder of the unspeakable reality we had embraced. As I rode back to the pizza place, the city seemed to mourn under the veil of darkness, the streets echoing with the silent scream of the unspeakable dread. The boss awaited my return, his eyes a mirror to the ghastly reality we had come to accept. The silence between us was a silent scream, a grim acceptance of the unspeakable dread that now bound us in a dark dance of desperation and defiance. The night ended with a heavy silence, a morbid curtain falling over the grotesque spectacle that had become our reality. The days turned into weeks, the weeks into months, and the eerie memories of the grotesque deliveries faded into the recesses of my mind. I had moved on to a monotonous yet comforting office job downtown. The mundane routine was a sweet escape from the haunting memories that had once gripped my soul. The worst I had to endure was the stale aroma of printer toner and the occasional awkward small talk by the coffee machine. It was blissfully uneventful, a stark contrast to the eerie dance of dread that had once consumed my days and haunted my nights. But as fate would have it, the past has a cruel way of resurfacing when least expected. It was a balmy summer evening, the sky painted with hues of amber as I drove back home. The city seemed to be at peace a serene facade that hid the unseen horrors that lurked in the shadows. The traffic light turned red as I approached the intersection, the evening breeze carrying whispers of the day's end. As I sat there, lost in the mundane thoughts of daily life, a stench so vile gripped my senses, pulling me back into the abyss of haunting memories. The smell was unmistakable, a grotesque signature of the unspeakable dread that had once consumed my soul. As I looked around, desperately trying to escape the grip of the ghastly memories, I saw a scooter passing by, the logo of the old pizza place glaring under the pale glow of the streetlight. The stench followed the scooter like a ghastly veil, a grim reminder of the unseen horrors that lurked in the depths of human desperation. My heart raced as the memories came rushing back, the eerie smile of the elderly man, the grotesque sight of the decaying meat and the nauseating stench that seemed to have imprinted upon my soul. The light turned green, yet I sat there, frozen, as the scooter disappeared into the evening haze. The drive back home was a journey through the haunting memories, each mile a grim reminder of the abyss that had once threatened to consume my soul. As I approached my apartment, the eerie silence of the night seemed to echo with the raspy voice that had once sent shivers down my spine. I parked my car and made my way to my apartment, the eerie silence a grim companion to the haunting memories that now gripped my soul. As I approached my apartment door, a stench so vile hit my senses, a ghastly greeting from the unseen horrors that awaited. With trembling hands, I opened the door, and the sight that awaited was a grotesque spectacle that seemed to have been conjured from the darkest corners of despair. The apartment was a silent witness to the unspeakable dread that had once gripped my soul the eerie silence echoing with the haunting memories of the grotesque deliveries. As I stood there frozen, the reality of the unseen horrors that lurked in the shadows hit me like a cold draft. 
a grim reminder of the abyss that had once threatened to consume my soul. The haunting memories now danced in the eerie silence, a terrifying note that echoed through the depths of despair, a grim melody to the dark dance of dread that had once consumed my soul.